Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. We want you to know that Creekwood Church is open and you're invited to join us in person or online this weekend. More information about services and in-person safety precautions is available at creekwoodchurch.com. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Enjoy. Good morning, Creekwood. How's everybody doing today? Okay, a little bit half of you, rainy weather got the best of you. It's okay. I want to welcome each and every one of you and all of those that are joining us out in the overflow. If anybody braved the rain on the patio uh, online, it is so good to have each and every one of you with us. Um, if I have not had the opportunity to meet you or introduce myself, my name is Kendall. I'm one of the executive pastors here at Creekwood Church, and I get to share what God has put on my heart today. Really excited about this. Um, I just, what I want to do is I want to share with you something that has been churning on the inside of me um, for several months now. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't have to get into uh, everything that has gone on in the last year in our world, right? I mean, we could sit here, we could go around and go, I had no clue that at this time last year, everything that started in March with shutdown and all of that would actually be coming, that it would actually get to that point. Um, I remember going out of town or getting ready to go out of town on a fishing trip in March and the weekend that I was gone was the weekend that like everything completely shut down for months, right? Not to mention everything else that happened in the craziness of this past year. Um, But what I really want to do is unpack a little bit of something that I've been wrestling with. Um, You know, and I think like everyone, us walking through our perspective on COVID, um, the race conversation, and politics through this year, we could sit here and we could have this uh, really interesting conversation. If we went around the room and everybody just kind of said what their opinion was, we would have people from this side all the way over to this side and everywhere in between. Um, But I don't don't really want to get into that. What I want to talk about and the thing that I've been struggling with is based around this question of what has the impact of all of that been on our lives, on, on your and my life, the life of our friends, our family, our loved ones, our children that are walking through this time as young minds. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that idea of children uh, has taken a whole new uh, meaning for me. Because this year I gave, uh, or my, I did not give birth. Wow, that would be really weird. My wife gave birth to a baby boy, um, and he is just the sweetest little baby boy. But in January of last year of 2020, we found out that we were pregnant. Been trying for a little while, got pregnant, um, and found out r- literally right at the beginning of January. And so we had the joy of walking through her pregnancy with the majority of that time through the COVID shutdown and all of that. Um, Had a couple good friends that uh, were pregnant at the time uh, as well, and their husbands didn't get to go to one doctor's visit with them. Um, Luck, thankfully, here in the doctor we had, I got to. But we also didn't know if I was going to get to be in the hospital and in the delivery room with her because we were hearing stories of places that that wasn't possible, um, where the only person that was allowed in the hospital was the woman that was giving birth. 
And so all that uncertainty walking through that, and uh, then in September, uh, our beautiful son, his name's Hudson, was born, uh, just the cutest little baby. I actually have a picture of him uh, from during the snow apocalypse. Um, he is a sweet baby, and yes, my wife is an Aggie and is indoctrinating him already. Um, I hear a few in the house, and uh, um, not only that, he's also, uh, my wife loves the photo shoots. Um, I feel like sometimes our house is a little closer to a photography studio than a home um, with a newborn. But not only did it, we have to navigate all of that craziness up to the birth, but then normal first child, new parent caution um, in the midst of a pandemic. And how do you keep a baby healthy while balancing that with the need for socialization and interaction? And y'all, if I can just be honest, it's been a challenge one challenge after another into how you navigate that. And how, how, what is the best way, right? There's no 100% right way to do it. We're all figuring this out as we go. Um, and it's been a challenge. And I would bet that every single one of you in this room in different ways has faced similar challenges about how, how do you navigate um, COVID? How do you have a healthy, productive race conversation without it going crazy and people getting mad? And then add on top of all of that, a political, um, the political craziness that has been this last year. And, and I think it's left many of us at this point of finding ourselves stuck in a place of, if we're not very, very careful, and I think every one of this has done this in different areas during this last year, but being stuck in a place of waiting and being passive about maybe what we know we should be doing in life because there's so much uncertainty. And I think we can see that in our jobs. Um, you know, many of you, you loved your job and you haven't been in the office in over a year. And all of a sudden, this job that you once loved and this thing that you found passion in, um, all of a sudden, like you're struggling with it because it doesn't look the same, it can't be the same. And, and, and now you're like, what? do I do? I don't even know what to do. I don't know if I should change jobs. I don't know if I should stay here. Maybe you lost your job and you can't find a job. I think we see this in our families. Uh, kids are home from school. Couples are, are around each other more and it's causing conflict. I think we, we've definitely seen this in church. We shut down for a little while. And then when we came back, some of you have been watching online for almost a year now. And then you think about developing godly friendships and how do we build relationships in our life and what does that look like and yet be socially distanced, right? And, and so what happens is we get stuck in this place of being passive and stuck in the waiting. But what I wanna do just to kind of get us all thinking towards um, where we're headed today is I wanna ask you two questions. And I just want you to think about this for you. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand or anything like that. But have I allowed myself to sit back and wait for things to change? In some area of your life this year, have you allowed yourself to sit back and wait for something to change? I think we've all done that. But to take that, that question a step further, what has to change in that for me to move forward and fight for what's most important? Because I think the reality is, is that I've just seen this in my life. Anything that is of value requires us to fight for that. 
right? Think about it. Your best friendships, your, your best dating relationships, your, your, your marriage, your family, your job. You don't just wake up and have an amazing one of those, right? Your relationship with Christ. You don't wake up and have an amazing relationship with Jesus. What does it take? It takes effort. It takes, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to chase after it. I'm going to do everything that I can to make that happen. And then at the end, we have something that's amazing, that's beautiful, that we wouldn't trade for anything. But you don't just wake up and have it, right? It's the opposite of getting stuck and being passive. And when we think about this, The reality is, is that God has created each and every one of us with a creative problem-solving mind. We can look at the situation and we can go, I can balance safety, I can balance my opinion, I can balance all of these things to be able to look at my life, my world, and for it to be a productive, life-giving year for us as we look into this next year. And what I also love is we see all throughout scripture, all throughout the Bible, how God has gifted us not only with that creative problem solving mind, he doesn't just leave it there, but then he says, and we see over and over in scripture where when we're walking through something that you don't know what to do and you go, I don't know how I can handle this on my own. God goes, come to me, ask If you're pursuing me and that request honors God, I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to walk through that with you. I'm going to create miracles where it seems like there's no miracles and I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I really believe, Creekwood, that God is calling all of us in our own way to step up and to step out of the waiting. And in order to do this, you have to be able to do three things. First, you have to be able to trust where God has you. You got to be able to trust that it's, your current reality is no surprise to God. You also have to be able to trust that God has you and know that as you're walking through life, he's right there walking with you side by side. Because when we do those things, then we can trust that God will guide our steps And I'm going to put my faith and my trust in God as I step out. And I'm not going to try, because this is so easy for me, to control what's going on in my life and to do everything I can to control my reality and my world, because that's worked real well this year for all of us. And then we wonder why we're like, oh my goodness, I can't handle this. And so what we're dealing is we're dealing with things that we've never faced before. I think, I don't know about you, I've never lived through a pandemic. I don't know many people that have, maybe some that um, walk through polio or something like that, um, but very few of us have, I, I, especially not a pandemic and the, the, the level of the race conversation that's going on and should be going on in our country. And then we go and we take that to the level of, hey, we're going to, to walk through an election in politics. And then right when we think all that's done, 2021 starts and uh, we have like ice apocalypse, snowmageddon, whatever you want to call it right? Every time we turn around. But if we're going to be able to face something that we've never faced before and see our family thrive in that, we're going to have to do something that we've never done before. Um, Any of you like a good cup of coffee? Raise your hand. Let me see. Who loves a good cup of coffee? I can't start my morning without a cup of coffee. If you're watching online, give us a little coffee emoji. Let us know. Um, see, that's the fun online. If you're watching online, you got to interact and have fun. Um, I love a cup of coffee. Um, and if you've ever uh, had a cup of coffee, 
Any of you ever done it with a French press? Anybody ever had a cup of coffee with a French press? Um, A French press is a way to make coffee. It is incredibly, incredibly strong. I was talking to somebody after last service and I'm like, it will make hair grow on your chest whether you want it or not. Like it's that strong. But for the sake of this illustration, this is gonna represent our life. This is your life, this is my life, this is our life. And what's happened, and when you think about this last year, is we go, you know what? I didn't expect it, but COVID shutdown happened and we're going to have this this craziness that we never expected and and that's gonna go into my life. So I, I start thinking about that and dealing with that. Right, when we talk about our mental and our spiritual health, um, I can handle that. I mean, church is going online, that's different, but we kind of all banded together. Let's do this for a little while. You did this in your offices um, and at work, right? We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna do this. Teachers scrambled to move everything online to try to do that in that environment. And then we keep going along a little bit. And then this race conversation begins to spike. And, and we all in our own way struggle with how do we have this conversation? How do we look at that like Jesus looks at that? And that goes into our life. And then here comes a little bit more COVID because you know I thought we were gonna be done in a few months and right as it looked better in the summer, the numbers spike and everything shuts back down again. And then here comes the political craziness, right? And we're gonna throw that in political, well, probably a little bit more because that was all nuts. Right? Nobody could get on the same page. And then not only are we trying to deal with all of that in our life, right? Then my kid's school shuts down 14 times. Every time I turn around, they're getting quarantined. I don't know what to do. I'm taking my kid and I'm homeschooling them because they're not thriving in this online environment. My job situation is out of control. Maybe I lost my job. And what we do is we end up in this place of all of that craziness in our life. And how in the world do we deal with that? Especially when the day-to-day of life comes around, right? And every single day, there's something new. And how do I balance all of that? If you're on the front row, this smells really good. How do I balance all of that? And, And how in the world am I supposed to filter all of that out? Right? Because I can take this craziness that is the day-to-day and all of these issues and how I balance them, and I can try to reach in here with my hand, probably be a little hot, and all I'd pull out is grounds. Right? I can try to filter it through all these different political filters, race conversation filters, COVID filters, um, the best thing for my family filters. I could even maybe do like the old-timer trick, take the dirty sock and try to filter it through. Right? You get some grounds in there with a little toe jam for extra flavor. But the reality is, right, is that it's the wrong filter and it's not going to work. And I'm not going to be able to make sense of all of this. But what happens is whenever I get the correct filter for the way that I look at all of this craziness, something beautiful beautiful begins to happen and I can actually drink this craziness. Because when I use my Jesus filter first, all those other filters have a place. But if they get out of order to my Jesus filter, there is no way that I can make sense of everything that's going on in my world and in my life. 
And so as we begin to do that, and as we begin to press out all the craziness and everything that is this last year, then I can make sense of it. And not just make sense of it, but I can actually get to the point of enjoying my life, living my life out to its fullest every single day as I get to something that I can wrap my hands around, as I can get to something that I can make sense of, and I can look at it and go, no longer is it craziness and I'm throwing it all in together. No, now it makes sense. And now it's this beautiful cup of coffee that good grief, I just wanna sit here and drink it. But what I wanna do with the remainder of our time together is I wanna give you some tools for resetting your Jesus filter in your life. Because every one of us has gotten this messed up this last year. And here's the reality, and I think we've all realized this by now, just because 2021 changed the calendar over, we're still dealing with all those same issues because they don't just go away. And again, how do we thrive in our current reality? So if, if you're taking notes, write these things down. If you're not taking notes, pull out your phone, open your notes section, write these things down. If you don't know about your notes section, hand it to a young person next to you, they'll open it in two seconds. First way that we can reset our Jesus filter. And I think most of my messages um, have something about this in it because this is hard to do consistently, but makes the biggest difference in our life. And is that we can reset our Jesus filter by getting closer to God, by getting closer to God. I shared with you about having, uh, us having our child and walking through all of that this year. And um, this piece for me this year has been really hard because not only were we dealing with all of that and we've all been walking through that, trying to adjust to a newborn and anytime you have a spare minute, all you wanna do is sleep or clean the house or do any no number of the other thousand things that you don't get done anymore. Um, but trying to find a way to spend time pursuing my relationship with Jesus Christ, spending devotional time, worshiping, praying at home, all those things became very, very hard. And, and just to be honest, really struggled with that. And in, in this season that we are in, I've had to learn how to do this in a different way. For me, it's been driving to and from dropping my son off at daycare coming back from work and listening to that and being able um, to, to, to listen to a message or listen to worship music and spend that time praying. My son is probably like, why is there always somebody else talking in the truck on the way to daycare? But it's had to look a little bit different in my life. But here's why it's so important. I want to share a scripture with you from the book of James. James is an amazing um, book of the Bible. It's all about how we're to live our life out as, as Christians. Um, he's really in your face. And so it kind of like he slaps you a little bit sometimes upside the head and um, how we're supposed to live out our lives. But James chapter four, I want to read verses seven and eight to you, starting um, at the beginning of seven, says this. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and this world. You know, when we talk about this struggle of Jesus filter and all of this, it's easy for us to get our loyalty divided into areas that it shouldn't be just by the reality of everyday life. But look at this verse in there at the beginning of verse seven. It starts with humbling ourselves before God. What does that look like? That looks like this. God, 
I don't know what's going on in the world around me. I'm gonna stop trying to control it all. I'm gonna stop trying to figure it all out. God, I need you to walk with me. I need your strength to surround me. It's surrendering ourselves. It's, it's going, I don't have it all figured out, God. You're greater than me. You know more than I do. You've got your hand on my life. God, I'm gonna humble myself before you. And then it goes on to say, resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? We know as Christ followers, we're supposed to resist sin. We're supposed to flee from that. We're supposed to be away from that. And when we resist that, it says that Satan, that he will flee from you. But here's why it must start with pursuing God in our life and getting closer to him. It's because God will come close or come close to God and God will come close to you. What I love about a relationship with God is he's not going to force himself into your life. I hear all the time people say, man, you know, I've been praying and I'm really asking God to do this in my life. Or, hey, man, I don't know if I believe in God because I just, I don't feel him and I don't see him in my life. But what this verse is telling us is that God's not going to force himself on you. But when you go, I'm going to begin to come close to God. He's right there and he's going to meet me and he's going to come close to me. Because that's where it starts. That's the foundation that we lay when we come to resetting our Jesus filter. Second area that we can press reset is with, we press reset by being honest with a friend, by being honest with a friend. And I want to read another verse out of James to you in just a second. But if you missed Pastor Stephen's message last weekend um, on community, we're right at the start of our life group semester. You need to go listen to it. It was fire. It was so good. But if you missed it, you need to go listen to it. You can do that on our website, download the app. Uh, the Creekwood Church app, and there's a tab right there. You can watch and listen right there on the app. Really, really easy to do whenever you miss a service or, or can't be here in person. Um, but it was so good. I'm not going to recount that, but what I want to talk about is something that happens because of community in our life. James 5.16 says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So there's something that happens, right? When we confess our sins and pray for each other, what does it say? Be so that you may be healed, right? That, that area of your life that you need God to work, that thing that you've been praying for God to impact in your life, that struggle, that sin, whatever that is that you've been fighting, that comes from healing only through being able to confess your sins to someone else and pray for, so they can pray for you and you can pray for them and you can be there together. That comes through community. But the challenge with that, and I think where a lot of us get lost is we go, and I don't, I've got community. I've got all these friends. I've been friends with them since college. I know them really well. Um, I don't really need more friends. But I, what it begins to say in the last part of that verse is the earnest prayers of a righteous person. Are they Christ-centered people? Are they pushing you towards a, a stronger relationship with Jesus? Or are they the people that are pulling you away? And if you don't have people in your life that are pushing you towards, uh, towards God, towards a deeper relationship with Jesus, you don't have friends that you can be honest with and will bring healing in your life. Because the prayers of a righteous person have great power and they produce wonderful results in our life. You see, God designed us to respond better uh, in life to the, the challenges of life and the craziness of life when we can walk through that 
with people that we are in community with, that really know us. And when we say in community, I think we make that crazy but uh, sounding, but um, something happened to, to me this last weekend that really illustrated that well. Uh, because of last year, our, our life group went online during the initial shutdown, and then as we got into the fall, they started meeting outside. And then, of course, we had our son in, uh, in September. And so the fall semester, we only made it to a couple of life group meetings, um, just with a newborn and being cautious and all of that. Our life group met for the first time last Sunday, and, and I just, man, we missed it. We missed it so much. We missed seeing those people. We missed walking through uh, life with those people. But I was standing in the, the kitchen of our life group leader's home, and one of the other guys in the group who I've spent several years getting to know, and, and we've been building a relationship. And, um, you know, we show up and we have our son with us and everybody's really excited to see him and not that excited to see us. I don't know what that's about. It's like nobody ever wants to see us anymore. But we were standing in the kitchen and, and he just asks me this simple question. He said, how's fatherhood? How's fatherhood? And because we've built a relationship, it started this conversation about, man, just some of the challenges of the adjustments that all of a sudden having a kid brings. The, the adjustments and the challenges in, in my wife and my relationship and navigating that change. And then just all the craziness that, that, has, that this year has added on top of that all. And it was this amazing, like supportive, I've been there, I understand that. They have two kids that are older. Um, and it was this, another one of the guys actually jumped in on the conversation at one point, And it was this incredible thing that built me up, that allowed, that encouraged me and allowed me to go, oh my goodness, I can see where this is headed if we continue to focus on Jesus and we continue to learn and to adjust. Right? You have to have people in your life that can do that. But what's so hard about this is, isn't it just like Satan to, to have something in a year like this last year drive us all into isolation and away from one of the things that has the power to change our life the most, and that's community with God-centered people, with righteous people. The third way that we can press reset on our Jesus filter is by getting in tune with my purpose, is by getting in tune with my purpose. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Now, this is a great scripture that just shows that God has gifted each and every one of us with different skills, with different talents. He's created you the way that he's created you for a reason, for a purpose. He's gifted you with spiritual gifts different than those around you. We see stories and themes throughout the Bible about that we all have a role to play as the body of Christ, right? When we come together, it's this amazing thing that happens. But how do you discover what your purpose is, right? That, that said, our ultimate purpose is to serve one another, but what is my purpose within that? How do I do that? What does that begin to look like? Because the reality is some of you and some of us may find our purpose in our jobs, right? You, you love your job. You're able to, in your job, you're able to serve people. You're able to pour into people. Um, you know, I've talked to people that law enforcement, teachers, first responders, businessmen and women, I mean, we could go on and on in all of those spheres. You can find purpose and passion in that. As a stay-at-home parent, you can find purpose and passion in raising your kids and pouring into them. 
But how do you know how you're gifted if you aren't aware of that? One of the things we do here is growth track. You've heard us talk about it if you've been a part of Creekwood for any amount of time. It's a great way to get connected and learn a little bit about you. Um, First step is a lot about who Creekwood is. That's an important piece, right? But the second and third step are all about you. How are, how are you gifted? What, what, not just a personality test, but a spiritual gifts test. What, 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 how has God gifted you as a person? And what do you do with that? Right? What do you do with that knowledge? And I, I've heard from people that have never done anything like that. And they're like, oh my goodness, I've never, I, I've never seen anything like that. Um, I've never done anything like that. It's, it's amazing and connecting it into how you use those gifts. And then on the other side, someone who's older in age that goes, I know myself and I know the way God's gifted me and going, it's so amazing to see that reassured and and to have confidence in what I thought I knew. And then in step three, we go, okay, how do you serve? How do you lead where you're at? Because whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you're in school somewhere or, or you're at home, you're retired. I mean, I go down the list. We are all called to lead wherever God has us in the season that he has us. With your neighbors, with your coworkers, everywhere. But what do you do in your life? If you don't know what God is leading you into when we talk about purpose and we talk about passion. What do you do when you don't know what that step is? I've heard Pastor Brad say this before in one of his messages. He said, if you don't know what's next, go back to the last thing God told you to do and do that. Because if you don't know what God's telling you for here, go back here, go serve those people, go do this, whatever that is. And then through that, God will begin to open the door and guide your steps and direct your steps. I've seen it happen in my life and in the life of so many other people. And last, the last point of how we reset our Jesus filter is by doing something greater than myself, by doing something greater than myself. Because here's the deal, our faith journey, what we're called to be as Christians, it's not about us, right? Once you accept Jesus Christ into your life, your whole life is about, yes, growing in your relationship, but because of that, It's about serving those around us. I want to read Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10 to you, because I love this when we talk about doing something greater than ourselves and our purpose. Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Go back to the beginning. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you go, Jesus, um, I know that I've sinned. I know that you are the son of God and I invite you to come into my life, right? You're saved by his grace when you believe. And I love this. You can't take credit for that. It's this free gift It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, right? We don't serve to get into heaven. We don't serve to acquire our salvation. No, we serve as a result of our salvation, right? We serve the people around us. We go, I'm gonna make a difference in my family, in my neighborhood, in my job, in my school because of our salvation. And it ends with, for you, for we are God's masterpiece. And when you give your life to Christ, you're created new in Christ Jesus. Why? 
so that you can do the good things that he planned for you long ago. Creekwood, find joy in our life, not from money, from politics, from a vaccine. No, you find joy by doing something greater than yourself. I mean, you know this. The more things you do and the more things you accomplish in life, does it actually help you move forward? No, we find ourselves struggling with the same things over and over. We, as we begin to, to navigate these different things that have happened over this last year, don't fall into the lie of believing just because something there is resolved that your life is gonna be drastically different. It's a deeper issue. It's a heart issue. It's a Jesus filter issue in our life. But there, there's good news, right? You, the, the bad news is we can't go back and change how we've walked through this last year. If you caught yourself sitting back, being passive and waiting, that is what it is. But the good news is that we can start today and we can change our ending. We can define where we go from here. You can make up for lost time in a hurry with God's help in your life. It's not about being good enough or perfect enough. It's about God, how do I look at everything in my life through this Jesus filter? I wanna challenge you to, to walk through every single day with your Jesus filter first. Look at politics through your Jesus filter. Look through the conversation of, of, of race on, on through your Jesus filter. What does God's word say about that? Look at through the conversation of COVID and being cautious and, and watching out for our loved ones and those we care about. It's something we're called to do, but is it paralyzing us to the point that we're looking at that through the medical fear filter instead of our Jesus filter first? Here, would you bow your heads with me wherever you're watching or listening from? You know, you cannot get to the point of looking at life through a Jesus filter if you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life. That's where it all starts. It's not the ending, but it's the beginning. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life and you hear this and you, you, you've been struggling with this idea, and it's as simple as this. I love what Romans 10, nine says. It says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, if you'd like to accept Jesus Christ into your life, it's as simple as a prayer between you and God no different than you're talking to a friend or family member and you just say, Jesus, I know that you were sent on this earth to die for my cross, for, or on the cross for my sins, for my mistakes. I know that I've messed up. Would you please come into my life? And I commit my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. And we see throughout scripture that when we do that, when we invite him in, he's right there and he will come in. And you can start a relationship with him today. And like I said, that's the beginning. If you do that, the second most important thing to that prayer and that decision is that you let us know that you made that decision. You can do that through our Creekwood app. You click connect, tell us you committed your life to Christ because we wanna get some resources and some information in your hands about what that means and how, where do you go from here? And for everyone else, I just wanna pray over you. I wanna pray a prayer of, of just guidance and blessing over your life as we navigate this next year. 
And we look to thrive and not sit back and to be passive, but to step in to what God has for us. God, I just pray over every single person. And I pray that you would help us to reset our Jesus filter, Father, that you would help us get to the point in our life where everything goes through that Jesus filter first. God, that we engage in all the conversations that we need to have, but it's through our Jesus filter first, that we look at everything in life, God, the way you would have your son look at it. And we would serve people with the love of Jesus. And I pray for boldness and confidence as we do that. How I come against fear and anxiety in the lives of every single person. I pray that you would bless them, that you would bless their family, God. And as they put all of this into your hands, that you would walk with them and next to them and guide their steps every single day with everything that they put their hands to. God, keep us all safe. Bring us back safe next week. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Are you new to Creekwood? If so, we're glad you're here. For more information about our church and how to take your next step, please visit the Connect page on our Creekwood Church app.